Why do we do it? Why do we watch horror films and read horror novels and play horror video games? Stick around. Who are these people? Friends of yours, huh? Now, this really pisses me off to no end. I feel drunk right now. I feel like I slept really. No, I felt really. Uh, I slept really bad, so like I just feel delirious a little oh, bit. Welcome to my week. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I love those. Those are the best time. Those are when you find like that energy inside your body that you didn't know you had, and you're just like, I can do anything right now. Welcome back, everybody. Here we are with another video dread podcast for your listening pleasure. I'm Daniel, and I'm Andy, and I'm here, and it's happening. And I'm Dustin. Yeah, yeah. It's true. And if you could have heard all the things that's happened over the past six minutes, man, you would have sent us money. You would have unsubscribed. That's for no, sure. not true. You would have subscribed more. I'll, t- I'll put some outtakes at the end of the, uh, the episode. Clicking and unclicking the subscribe button so that it, our numbers go down and then they go up again. So we get sad and we get excited. So it's like, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. You know, I, I was surprised our numbers actually stayed after our uh, season hiatus. Thank so. you all. We love you. Thanks for staying. Thank you, robots. Thank you, robots. All the porn bots that tell us that sexy singles are down the street at a gas station in our local area. We did get botted, actually. Um, did we? Yeah, we got like 700 and some listens for this one episode, and I tracked Jesus. where it was coming from, and it was some, some marshland in uh, the, at the coast of uh, Virginia, <laughs> some town, and it was all out of this one area, Damn. unless that whole town listened to us. Yeah, either it's a, a robot or it's someone in Virginia who, I mean, if it is a person in Virginia, thank you. Let us know who you are, and we'll send you some... Uh, use diapers uh, yeah i'll send you a t-shirt yeah yeah um and if it's like some children of the corn kind of scenario which is what i have in my head like this cult that's like listening to us thank you we will give you you think they're on our side or you think they're gonna come after us like are we the outlanders or god we are we walk behind the rose, man. We are. I do walk behind the rose. Y'all got any interesting topics you want to cover before we get into the meat and potatoes of this episode? Well, I could uh, tell you some movies I've watched recently. If oh, you want to God. Hear that. Here we go. <laughs> Here it comes. Do it. So I saw one old, older horror movie and one newer horror movie. Um, uh, the old one was uh, Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. Dude, that's a really good movie and real weird. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I agree with it being really good, uh, but I guess I'm in the minority of it since now you, I know you like it. Kay liked it a lot, but uh, I who is this it, K person you keep talking? About? <laughs> who is this the K person? <laughs> and they, um, I thought I had read that Ari Aster, who directed a Hereditary and Midsummer, that he this that it was one of his favorite movies. And I watched it, and I was thinking, like, oh, it's got to be better than what I'm reading about. And it's got fairly good reviews, but it was just a little too uh, bizarre for me. Um, But the new movie I saw, which is pretty disturbing and fucked up, is this, uh, I think it's Nordic. I might be wrong about that, but it's definitely foreign. It's called The Innocence. 
It's on Shutter right now. Both of these movies are on Shutter right now. But The Innocence, it's like about this little girl. She has an older sister who's autistic. And like her family moves in this new big apartment complex. And it's really fucked up at the beginning. Like the little sister is like kind of torturing her older sister. And she makes a new friend who uh, like seemingly has like powers like he can move things with his mind and stuff and it is just like it's kind of a dark super dark coming of age tale i recommend it if that sounds interesting to you but there is like an animal torture scene in it that you might want to skip past i mean you kind of see it coming so uh like cannibal holocaust bad or is it just kind of like whatever bad it's i mean it doesn't show it like i that's how it was prefaced to me there's a person i follow on instagram and they do film recommendations weekly and they recommended and they were like there is a a torture scene involving a cat and there's like you know skip past that if that triggers you or any uh, or anything so i just want to make you aware of that like basically once you see the cat enter into the movie uh it's gonna be the torture scene is very quick to follow so that's the only thing that's really, you know, to warn people about. But it is a good movie. It's done very well. Uh, yeah, the for I feel like there's hardly any good horror movies that really come out anymore. So I was pleasantly surprised. You mean surprised Black with Phone it. came out, dude? Duh. Dude, I already went on a rant about fucking Black Phone. As I've heard oh, most people. That's have why I been. brought it up. Yeah. Um, it's weird. I've been watching a lot of weird stuff. Well, not a lot of weird stuff. Just. Shutter's been throwing like a lot of strange things up on their stuff. Um, they threw up like a bunch of these Asian late, horror movies, late sixties. Yeah, and I've been watching them, and man, they're weird. It's called like one's called um, what well, my favorite one was called. Uh, the fuck was it called? Spook Warfare. And there's like a hundred monsters, and then there's one called Along with Ghosts, and they're all kind of like in the same. It's like a Toho type situation where it's all the same people are making the movies and all the same monsters are in these kind of movies. The covers all, all look the same too. Yeah. They're all, it's all, it's, it's cool art. Um, but it's all like Japanese ghosts and stuff like that. And it's like live action, like shitty looking ghosts. Like spook warfare was kind of fun. Um, just because like, I recognize like a lot of like the, the, <clears throat> like the ghosts and stuff that they use. I was like, that's kind of cool. I mean, it looks kind of shitty, but it's it's really weird. I don't know why I I latched onto it. I I got into one and then I just had to watch the other two, and then I watched um this new movie that they just put up the other day called Who Invited Them. How was and that? It was, it was it was all right. It's it's worth a one watch. It's very much it's very predictable. Like when you're when you get about twenty minutes in, like I called it. I was like this is the thing and obviously it was the thing but i mean it's kind of fun like it's not like changing my life or i'm not like recommending it like to anyone but you know it was it, it killed like a good hour and a half yeah i actually w- remembered a couple other horror movies i watched there's another one on shutter we watched last night it's called uh see for me i didn't really care for it it had uh, a kind of an interesting little twist in it but it didn't it wasn't enough to save the movie. It's about a uh, 
a lady that's blind and she's getting paid to house sit at this very nice house and or it's well mainly cat sit and it turns out like there's money stashed in the house so some guys are trying to break in and she's trying to hide and she's downloaded this new app for the uh sight impaired called see for me where they basically facetime and the person the the see for me person like sees for them and tells them where to go and what to do and shit. Do you know what I'm talking about? Have y'all seen this at all? I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. It's gotten really good reviews, but it was just like kind of a uh, whatever movie, but I uh, did watch another one. It's on Hulu right now. It's an IFC midnight movie. It's finished. It's called hatching and it's a little strange, but I really liked it. It's, uh, it's super bizarre. It's almost like, a morbid fairy tale-ish. It's like about this little girl who has like a really odd family. It's like this perfect family life. Uh, like she, where her and her brother are like perfect clone twins of their parents and just everything's perfect. The mom's like a social media influencer and films every detail of their life. And if it's not perfect, she will edit it to be perfect. And the little girl like finds like a, a crow's nest and finds an egg and keeps it, and it, it like it starts to grow until eventually hatches into this human-sized fucking. Oh wait, I've seen pictures of that. I've yeah. seen pictures of that. Never it's, mind. I'm like it, bloody disgusting or something like that. I saw it. Yeah, yeah. It's a little weird, but it's actually pretty good. I like. I'd recommend it. I get, I don't really have to watch it now. No, thank, there, thank you for that. That's the preface, man. That's it's what you bird, get in the trailer. Man. It's a bird, man. Beard, dude. I, I saw that they have a bunch of Rob Zombie they just added to on Shudder. <clears throat> yeah. Mm, thank you, Shudder. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I saw that it was like 31, Lord of Salem. I remember I tried to watch 31 a couple years ago, and I think I got maybe 15 minutes in. No, I didn't even think I got that far in. I think I got maybe like eight minutes in. And I was like, I can't. Like, I just can't. I can't do it. I unfortunately okay. saw it in theaters. So. I'm sorry. Mm-mm. It yep. was kind of cool though. Like I went to Sir Pizza for the first time. God, it's so good. I love and, Sir Pizza. And then saw it at the Palladium and High Point, which I like that theater when their fucking shit is actually working. That's the theater that fucked me over on the Thing uh, restoration. Yeah, fuck you, Palladium. Yeah, fuck you. But uh, yeah, it was. It's a pointless fucking movie that stretches on seemingly forever. But anyways, uh, another thing that we did recently, Daniel and I went to the Mad Monster Party Expo. True, y'all did. I mean, we can maybe save this for a convention stories episode, but and we can go into greater detail. But we did meet, uh, I met Millie Shapiro from Hereditary, which was awesome. And Daniel and I both met Barbara Crampton. Uh, Who was uh, fucking reanimator, so nice. Reanimator from beyond. Uh, gosh, what else? I guess in the new Shutter movie, Jacob's Wife, which isn't that bad. It's not. Yeah, I like that movie. Um, She's in Your Next. Um, yeah. Uh, Chopping Mall. We're still here. We are still here. Man, that's a really good movie. I've talked about that before. Yeah, she was super, super nice. She just like, you know, was just picked up casual conversation like it was nothing. Like we had been hanging around her all weekend or something. Yeah, it was really crazy. I would have done the whole like put my hands in my pockets and been like I don't I would have I would have, I would have pulled a lead Ford. I'd be like I don't hey what's going on <laughs> doing and I she she referred to me as Andy because I got Andy an autograph for her. Oh, did her. you do the thing like I did yeah, and uh, yeah. 
for yeah. uh, what's her face she's like hey daniel nice ears and i was like my name's daniel <laughs> yeah 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 i mean we were standing in line i was like so you gotta pretend to be andy right yeah <laughs> but uh Hello. Yeah, she, she was like, well, Andy, what's your favorite horror movie? And hers oh is uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, she said. What did you tell her mine was? <laughs> well, I said, uh, we, uh, you know, I showed her the, well, no, I don't want to talk about this. Damn it. I'll tell, I mean, it was, you I, know, it's kind of, that's a hard, spill it. that's a hard question to answer. So, like, she said, uh, it, well, it was like he was kind of stumbling around, and I didn't know either. I was like, "Shit, I don't know what to answer that question with." And she, I was like, "Well, what's yours?" And she said, "The Texas Chainsaw Massacre." And I was like, "Actually, that's Daniel's. He's got the tattoo and everything." And she showed, or he showed her, and uh, yeah, it, she. I had a picture of uh, the severed head from her Hereditary that Millie Shapiro had signed, and Barbara Crampton saw it and was like. This is what she's having people sign. Like she was so yeah. disappointed. <laughs> yeah, that thing is—it's a brutal picture. It's rotten. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, I felt just... bad because Millie Shapiro's there with her mom, and it's like got all these other pictures, you know, that I could have gotten signed. It's like, of course, I want this one, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you not? Damn, you get shouted, you get like booed by Barbara Crampton. How do you come back yeah. from that? Well, she said she, her and her son saw Hereditary in theaters, and her son really liked it, but she thought it was very disturbing. Yeah. Have you seen From Beyond, though? <laughs> like, have you seen the movie that you're in? Yeah, it was cool. And I met Tom Atkins and, uh, oh, yeah, I forgot. for the second time. I'm so stoked you got to meet him, dude. That's yeah. so awesome. Yeah, he's nice. I didn't know what to say to people this time. I was just, like, very quiet. Just well, like, I'm we hitting. Weren't, we weren't drunk this time. Yeah, that does help. Like, I'm hitting that point now where I don't know what to say like anymore like if i'm with y'all it's better because we're all like i don't know just i don't know but if it's like i'm by myself or something i walk it's like when i walked up to jeffrey combs i was like hey jeffrey combs yeah, yeah uh, it's, that's exactly what i did to anyway. tom Sawyer, uh, tom Adams. yeah i almost said tom sawyer <laughs> when, I Today talk, I saw, tom <laughs> when i saw when i met getty lee at a gas station it's all i can say <laughs> this episode we're focusing on our favorite film scores or soundtracks or songs from uh, some of our favorite uh, movies. It's something we've tried to do in the past. Uh, we tried to do one episode, but it was a little too complicated trying to sample the songs and stuff. We didn't want to get in trouble for that. And it was like our second episode or second or third episode, I think. Yeah, it was the third episode. I yeah, we, I still have it. We could release it one day. Yeah, that'll be a yeah, that'll be a secret 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 release the patreon release yeah yeah we were trying to 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 switch it up and make it like multiple dep uh like different degrees of like podcasts what we talk about either like movies or music but right now we're just going to like instead of just focusing on movies it's like the last episodes we focused on you know box art and stuff like that we want to do like a a super bigger inclusive situation where we're just not talking about a movie but a broader spectrum and horror soundtracks are once again like last time's episode about box art is something that we can all you know respond to and do have personal connections with and stuff that even transcends the movie sometimes sometimes you have a shitty movie but a banging ass soundtrack and you know vice versa i picked all good movies with shitty soundtracks We'll yeah, see, there you go. And some, I Just mean, joking. I, I felt like I picked good ones, but still, it's kind of cool. Like, whenever I was a kid, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this, not being able to see a lot of horror movies, and you go to like 
say, uh, even a Walmart, and you're looking at the CDs and stuff, and you see, like, a horror movie soundtrack, just the CD, you're like, you can hold it in your hands, you're like, shit, this looks so awesome, like, I know this is a terrible soundtrack, terrible movie, but American Werewolf in Paris, I remember. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> that, uh, that movie look, does blow, but that soundtrack is pretty good. Uh, I remember looking at that and being like, holy shit, what are these bands, Bush, Skinny Puppy, like, whatever, but, um, yeah, that, that, that would almost sometimes lead into my, like, desire to like hunt down a, a horror movie or yeah exactly watch it later on just because or or even check out find out about these bands yes yeah, certain bands like that happened to me too it's like oh this song is cool like i like mach- what is this machine head uh, yeah that the american werewolf in paris that has like bush on it i did later on in life own that cd <laughs> damn cake all kinds of shit on you. Way in like a decade before I ever watched the movie. <laughs> Bush and Cake, all the all the fucking bangers of the nineties. Skinny Filter. puppy and suicide machines. Holy fuck, that's crazy, crazy. Sneaker pimps, Atari Teenage Riot. That's the Spawn soundtrack. Yeah, no, no, that is. Oh, great. that hey, that was a soundtrack. That very they had a three D cover. If he had the one with the parental advisory uh, stamp on it, it, it had a three D cover. So that was. Always, like, one I'd pick up and look at a lot, too. All right, so my pick this first round is probably one of my favorite movies just of all time, and it's going to be uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula soundtrack. Oh, holy crap! I didn't know you were picking that. You know, it's really strange for a kid, you know, (laughs) I got this on CD after I saw the movie. The movie Mm. was like very, I could do a whole episode on that. Amazing. Despite Keanu Reeves, but yeah, it's. And his ever-changing accent. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, But this, this, this movie, the visuals and the music were just so inspiring to me. I bought it on a CD and I would. The music scared the shit out of me um, as a kid because there's some really dark shit on there. Like, mm-hmm. uh, the f- what is it? The fire? Uh, what is it called? The Ring of Fire? Yeah, it's, when it's, the I got a funny story about that in a minute too about that song. The um, that is the part where they go back to Dracula's castle and and they're killing the ho- they're killing the horses. Yeah, the brides like, are out in the there. shadows. Yeah, and they're like. You hear the bride screaming and killing horses, and it's just fucking insane. I used to sit in the dark and see how long I could sit in the dark and listen to that as loud as I could in my room. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it's like fucking terrifying. But yeah, I mean, this is classic stuff. The 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 main theme for it, it's been used in tons of other movies. It's uh, oh yeah, Well Jack Killer is the composer, and then it has Annie Lennox uh, doing a, lo- a love song for a vampire at the very end. Which I was not a big fan of that love song for a vampire, but all the other stuff is mm-hmm. just like dark and just feels eerie as shit, and I love it. I listened to. I actually tried to buy it on vinyl, and it sold out from uh, Mondo. They Damn, had a really cool sucks. version of it. Yeah, I thought you have it on vinyl. Nope. Uh oh, somebody's birthday is coming up. Birthday, <laughs> birthday, bitches. Yep. It's See, um, so, somebody's going to Discogs right now. Yeah. 
Let's do it. Come on. I want it. I want like the, the most rare $300 version of it. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know. It's all classical music except for that one song. Um, but yeah, just dark and kind of eerie. So y'all, I'm sure you guys have opinions about this soundtrack, right? Oh, I think um, it's I think it's fantastic. I love this movie. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, this is actually that CD is the first CD I ever bought in my life. Was wow. the Dracula soundtrack, and I bought it back in the day when everything was in the big cardboard, the long box that you had to buy. Oh, I would love to have that. Yeah, and I remember I bought it because I love the movie. I don't even remember how old I was. I was like, "This is the shit." First CD, and I bought it, and I had it forever. And I used to listen to it all the time because the soundtrack is like fucking pumping, like the, the the beginning song, even like the the song where they're chasing Dracula at the end. It's that yeah, yeah. And um, we would listen to that one song like when we'd be like driving around, like friends of mine. And um, the funny, the the weird story I have about that the the Ring of Fire song is I would play this like at night, like you know when you're a kid you put on you know, CDs or whatever, like on your huge stereo in yeah, yeah. your bedroom while sleeping. So I would have it like on repeat. Well, this one night I woke up and that song was on. And it was in this like this, like, and it's kind of like this got like, it's kind of terrifying. So I woke up and I was doing that where I, like you wake up at like three o'clock in the morning and you don't know where you are, but you can hear this screaming and like, like ah! symphonies and strings. And I remember it was dark in my room and I was like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> I thought that it was happening in my room. Oh my God, dude. I'm going to, I'm going to play a little bit of it just so you can hear um, how insane. It's a lot. My aunt also had this on CD and it was like left in my grandparents' basement and I never listened to it, but I remember looking through the booklet a lot. Yeah. There's a, uh, there's like pictures from the movie in it there's not a whole lot in there but yeah this is this is kind of what it sounds like Yeah, so that's fucking terrifying as a kid. Yeah, and I loved every second of it. Yeah, it's 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 super good, very very good, and a good movie. So yeah, get both. All right, uh, who wants to go next? I will go next. I'm going to pick one uh, that is based off of the episode. Well, it was part of the episode that we did do, uh, but it won't maybe it won't be released ever or maybe released um it is the trick-or-treat soundtrack wake up sleepyhead it's body time which is yes I love amazing soundtrack which is basically a Fastway album if people most people don't know Fastway is a hair metal band from the early 80s it is also the first band that the lead singer of Flocking Molly was a part of. He is the singer. Which is, it's really cool to hear him. And it's different. It is night and fucking day what this dude sounds like. Like, you'd figure it'd be like, you know, a drunk dude singing about, I'm at a bar (laughs) and I'm sad about my friend dying. But then this is like not that. But 
the whole is, album. Th- this is, is not amazing. that. This is not. We're not talking about that band Fastball either. The one that no. did the way that terrible song. Yeah, not we're not not fastball, <laughs> not not this not this episode. No, um, no, but every song on here is fucking rad. It's all in the movie, and in the movie, it's you know played by you know Sammy Kerr, who is you know the main character who's back from hell, and he's come to come to, to wreak party. vengeance. He's come to wreak vengeance on a high school, and that, that that's just really funny to get revenge on children while Gene Simmons is a DJ. Um, but yeah, every song on this is super good. They're, it's all done by Fastway. And I think a lot of it holds up, especially the uh, titular song, uh, Trick or Treat. Um, and this one song, After Midnight, is fucking awesome. Even like, the ballads is, are great on this. Yeah. There's like one, like, Don't Stop the Fight. Uh I mean, some of it's, I wouldn't even say that it's cheesy. Like, it's the time period. I think this was like 86 or something like that. But still, like, I think it's good. I think the music still holds up. I think his voice is super good. It's raspy and clear. Um, yeah, it's fun. I definitely should, you should check it out. If you can find a vinyl in the wild, like an original pressing, I would say grab it and don't and encase it in your wall and never let it go. Yeah. I have a I have a couple friends of mine. Well, I have one friend of mine who owns an original copy on vinyl, and he'll never ever sell it to me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's what a, what it's a super bastard. good. Yeah, I know, right? What a fucker. But yeah, it's good, and you can find it on Spotify, YouTube. You can watch the movie on YouTube for fucking free. And the album artwork is rad and everything. Like the movie is kind of like, whatever. We talked about it before, but this is one of those uh, situations where like the soundtrack is solid. I think it's very solid. And if you don't think it's solid, you fuck. Because I, I think it's great. I like it better than the movie, actually. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like the movie's cool until you feel like, how long have I been watching this? And it, it goes on way too long, I feel. Yeah, we uh we did that episode and it sold me more so on that. Yeah, we went through like every single song. I don't think you had heard it. Not all, not all the songs. No, and I listened to it before we did the podcast, and it was it was cool. It's got some bangers on it, man. So yeah, check it out. Trick or treat, trick or treat, not trick or treat. Oh yeah, that's a whole different thing. Yeah, that's the one with the the pumpkin head kid. It's true, little Sam. Which appa- apparently it's going back to theaters. Yeah, I yeah. saw that yesterday. Fucking stoked, dude. I'm really pumped about that. I don't care about that movie. I know. Um, you've talked about it, but I didn't know if it was... if uh, For the listeners, uh, I'm not a fan. Contrivacy. I don't know if that's something you want to admit to people, because everybody loves that film. <clears throat> All right. Dustin, what's yours? Um, Gosh, it's so hard to narrow it down. I honestly just added this one to my list. Because it's really, really good. It stays stuck in my head. Love the movie. It's the It Follows score. I used to daydream about being old enough to go on dates. I had this image of myself holding hands with a really cute guy. Driving along some pretty road. It's never about going anywhere, really. It's having some sort of freedom, I guess. Hey, by, that is good. By disaster piece. There's it's 
have it, it mixes between like this nostalgic like slow synth for some of the like um you know like more kind of sweet longer shot sequences but then whenever the action's pumping there is just stuff on here that's alarming and catchy at the same time it seriously does sound like an alarm going off but like uh, you're going to fucking die if you don't run. And I really, really, really enjoy it. I own this on vinyl myself. Was lucky and got like an original pressing right when it came out. Um, yeah, and, and Disaster Piece really can't do anything wrong. He, he's he been staying up. with Most of his uh, scores are pretty awesome, uh, but this one stands out to me to be the best. If you're like a fan of... Uh, Rob, the guy who did uh, the Maniac remake soundtrack, you'll probably really love this. Um, you know, it's kind of throwback meets, like, more modern um, synth. This was early on in the synth craze. Yeah, but it's not, soundtrack. like, heavy. It's not, like, that heavy of an 80s throwback. There are some things in it that are a little bit. But, yeah, check it out. It's amazing. If you haven't seen the movie, uh, please watch it. You yeah. gotta watch the movie first, and then you'll definitely appreciate the score. There are so many, like, I think there's, like, a love theme in it that's just this, like, really soft. It almost sounds like Nintendo Game Boy music. And, yeah, then you have, like, these other melodies in it that are just haunting that stay stuck in your head. Yeah. I feel like that was, like, right before the Vaporwave takeover of the late two thousand, uh, mid-late 2000s. It is really good, and the movie's really fucking good. That's probably one of the last good horror movies that came out in the past, I don't know, like in theater, I think, in probably like the past several years that I went and saw. Yes. No, we saw it together. Yeah, that's right, we did. All right, I'm going to um, move to my second pick. I mean, this is pretty obvious, probably. I feel bad about doing this one, but I love it so much. It's and it's Suspiria, 1977. My God, why would you feel bad about that? It's just kind of, I don't know, cliche in a way for soundtracks. But it's fucking I mean, awesome. It's, but it's, it's such a good soundtrack. It's it's like a mix of, I don't know. Um, it's Goblin almost being their creepiest. It is. There's a lot of ambient noise in this. Um, the most vocals <laughs> that oh, they yeah, put on it. Vocals that they manipulate a little bit. Like, it's that- I, obviously I approve. And Daniel, not like, we've seen this score perform live. Uh, like, I've seen it a, a well, few he- times. I've seen, oh, like, I've seen OG, the, you know, there's two goblins. There's Goblin, and then there's Claudio Simonetti's Goblin, and I've been lucky enough to see both of them. Daniel, too, took him for his birthday one year to see the classic goblin without claudio simonetti lineup yeah it was really good um but this you know there's a lot of that kind of thing that we were talking about in the ring of fire a lot of that voicey kind of eerie back sampling but then it's got goblins classic kind of funky italian whatever yeah Yeah. it's got that and then it has some pretty I don't know, it's like classic horror, but like these piercing sounds for some of like these more shocking scenes. 
that and it ha- also i guess it kind of reminds me of uh what i was saying about it follows like the it has like an alarm almost going off at that one part the war 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 the part you know it's yeah it's kind of like oh shit the the that's, danger is on the way yeah that's in the song suspiria yeah it means a lot if you watch the movie and you listen to it because then you can like place it in your head you're like oh shit this is when the thing happens in the barbed wire room or whatever yeah and it, they have that like um that percussive element that's very eerie in it. it sounds like he's beating on like a big piece of wood. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. A lot of experimental stuff. If you get the 20th anniversary edition and listen to it, you listen to it on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever, um, it actually has conversations with Argento, Simonetti, Massimo. They're talking about um, about the songs. It's really cool. Actually, this is the 40th anniversary edition. Jesus. Which, yeah, which, I thought it was older than that. Which Claudio Simonetti is going on tour. Uh, the I think it's the 45th anniversary, and he's performing all of Suspiria in its entirety with, and then some bonus stuff from the Goblin discography afterwards. Unfortunately, well, Andy, you, you they're coming to Georgia, but like the closest they're coming to us is uh, Norfolk, Virginia, which I'm really i would like to go i want to see it one more time are they going to atlanta i think so if they are going to atlanta shit we should all go yeah I mean, that's about the same amount of time for y'all to get there and me i still haven't i want to go see that it's awesome claudio simonetti you know he he has a full band with him but he also brings like an actress dancer with him that like yeah. does the ballet portions and stuff it's pretty cool so I have a question for you guys as far as Goblin. We're going to sidetrack for a second. Okay, good. Does anybody else feel when a band splits up and then they have two different sets of bands and there's one person on one side and then everybody else on the other side, don't you feel like maybe their problem might be with that one person? Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, it's, I mean, it's right there. It's like if. You, you know, if one person leaves the band and they're like, oh, I'm going to go do this. It's like the whole it's like what happened with like Black Flag years ago. It's like, you know, Greg Ginn left the band because he's a piece of shit. And then like everybody else is like, well, we're still going to be in this other band and call it Flag. So Keith Morris comes back into you know Black Flag and like does the original. And it's like everybody else is in there. But then like Greg Ginn goes up, like, oh, I'm going to do my own thing. It's like, well, you're an asshole. No one likes you. So it's kind of the same situation. Well, like. And to further prove the point that you're going for, Daniel, like I've seen Claudio Simonetti three times. Never once saw him come out, meet fans. I never got to meet him. We saw the other version of Goblin, and we got to meet the entire fucking band. Like, yeah, they were super cool. So you know what I mean? Didn't speak a lick of English really, but they were, <laughs> oh, they were happy. And they to were see still him. just like a picture. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just I don't. That Black Flag thing is a little to me is a little different because I feel like Greg is the main member in that band. And I don't know any of the politics behind it, but it's a mess. I mean, Claudio Simonetti is one of the biggest songwriters in Goblin. Yeah. So, well, I was listening to the interviews with him and they talk about, he talks like blatantly outright about how, you know, this person did this part and then I added on top of it. And like, so it's all this, you know, it's kind of, if you're in a band, it's a little fucked up after a while to be like, 
oh, they wrote this and I did this, they did that. You know what I mean? To keep track of all that, you just lose your mind if you're searching for credit. Yeah, it's like I wrote the guitar solo on the third song. Well, that I think it becomes that way because people, they make money off of those parts. You oh, know? yeah, definitely. Because it becomes a monetary thing. And it becomes less of a band and more of a job, and then people will you know, backstab to try to get some financial gain. Anyway, yes, yeah, so I just wondered your opinion about the whole goblin split. But all right, Andy. Um all right, so for my my second pick, I'm going to go with the Prince of Darkness soundtrack. Okay. John Carpenter. Um, I did have a lot of different ones I wanted to pick, but they all turned out to be just Carpenter ones, which is probably not a good a good thing. But it was like all like Christine, the thing, big trouble in little China. Well, we could do a whole episode about his. Yeah, we could. Yeah. So I was trying not to blow too much on Carpenter, but uh, I'm below. But yeah, uh, Prince of Darkness soundtrack. Um, it's super duper good. Uh, it's very, it does have a lot of elements of Big Trouble in Little China. I feel like how you could hear it in, it's kind of like how Big Trouble in Little China has more of like a Escape from New York uh, sound to it. But like when he did like Big Trouble in Little China, it was more kind of like funky, weird synth, like whatever, more instrumentals and stuff coming in. And then in Prince of Darkness, I feel like it's a lot more it's like a, a supernatural, more supernatural, like kind of devious. I don't know. I could like put a 15 fucking buzzwords in there, whatever. Do but it. Do it. Synergy. It's, <laughs> synergy. It's atmospheric. It's guttural. It's, it's, it's voracious. No, um, it's just a super good soundtrack. It's very like eerie. It's very uh, weird. It's as weird as the movie is, I feel like. And plus the score, like, runs the entire time the movie's playing which is a thing in carpenter movies pretty much but i think that the the score i think it lights up the movie a lot like the movie's fantastic like i love it there's a lot of people that shit all over that movie because i find it a little boring do you yeah it's very i mean i could see that i could see that i love it i love the way that it's shot um some of the acting kind of is like kind of wonky uh i think the uh, that's that's classic Oh, yeah, that's classic Carpenter. Uh, but, yeah, I think it, it just builds <laughs> the entire time. Like, I feel like the entire soundtrack is just this building process the whole time that I culminates. Need, I, I need to re-listen to it, watch it, and listen again because, yeah, that's a really cool thing. to. Plus, this whole the movie has Alice Cooper in it. He and, should be on the soundtrack. He does. He stabs <laughs> a man with a bicycle <laughs> while yeah. his song is playing in the background. I got so distracted because I was trying to look up uh, the other actors that are in this movie, and I typed in Prince of Cooper. But um, And you got some, you're on a list now. No, it was like a children's show thing. Oh. But, mm. but it's also got the late, great Donald Pleasance and Victor Wong from Big Trouble in Little China. It's yeah. half and, of everybody that was in Big Trouble in Little China. Is yeah, movie. Dennis Dunn. Dude, I love Victor Wong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything that dude's in, I love. Um, but yeah, it does have the Alice Cooper song in there, Prince of Darkness, which, man, the lyrics are terrible to that song. Because there's like lyrics in the song. It goes, 
do 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 you're like wow you wrote that down on paper like <laughs> it's a good song like he it, what does he say he says like he 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 spits on god he spits on life you're like okay that's 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 a that's a good one but i mean the song is really good regardless but yeah the movie's cool soundtrack's really cool i do like the 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 eerie vibe to it it's good to kind of have in the background sometimes but some of the songs do kind of get like real epic quickly so there, you might think that there's people you might think alice cooper is breaking into your house to stab you with part of a bicycle hell yeah which could happen at any moment it's the fear that i live in personally is that i always think that that old man's outside gonna stab me with a golf club I ain't scared of that old man Fuck what, you, old you man. if he was there right now you wouldn't be saying that shit if he <laughs> popped up in that window behind you if i saw alice cooper pop up in that window you'd be like holy shit Start throwing Alice, guitars at Alice Cooper is 5'4 and weighs like 87 pounds. I don't think I would be very scared of and He's him. also like 87. <laughs> I know. I'm just fucking around. We love you, Alice Cooper. Please don't hurt me. God, I love Billion Dollar Babies. It is a good one. It is a very good album cover, too. Yeah. Good good pick. I mean, Damn. I do. I, I like the movie. I just think it's a little boring. Just No, I mean, I, I, dude, I could totally understand uh, why you would think that. And I could, I can, I'm not defending it. Like it, 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 it is. It's just, I, I love it so much that it kind of just, I, it's like, nah, it's fine. I accept it. It's whatever. Yeah. But no, if, I could see that. If it didn't have like some of these actors that I love in it, then I would probably find it a little boring. It does stretch, but I like the movie a lot. How long oh, is yeah. it? We're, we're getting uh, into the movie itself. I feel like it's about, I mean, it's probably like under two hours, I would say. Oh, it's a, it's 142. Yeah. That's not bad. But yeah, like like Dustin was saying, like if it didn't have the stacked cast that it, it did have and it wasn't, you know, have the fucking, the stamp of approval on it, I would be like, man, fuck this. I got shit to do today. Yeah, they do carry it uh, quite well. They make it feel, they just, those, uh, especially Victor Wong and Dennis Dunn, they have like this, to me, I don't know if it's because of Big Trouble Little China, but their presence on film is like comforting, and it just makes things feel fun. Well, especially Victor Wong, dude, because at least for me, I'm sure you kind of did a little bit. You know, Three Ninjas. Uh, like, yeah, I grew up uh, like Victor Wong. Like, he was my Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Or uh, Golden Child. I never saw Golden Child. You should. Wow, watch you never seen Golden? So good. It's like is he's he in it? Yeah. Yes. He's like one of the main, well, not he, one of the main characters. He kind of always plays the same kind of thing. Mentor. Yeah, kind yeah. Of, yeah. He's like when Eddie Murphy's talking to him, he's like, he wipes that burger on his jacket. You know, wipe that, get that burger off your jacket. It's going to freeze up and cut yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that shit's funny. So. God damn, I'm going to watch that shit. Uh, I watched that not that long ago. And I used to watch it all the time when I was a kid. And it's really weird. Um, and, uh, Actually, that's another uh, Big Trouble Little China call out because the guy who's plays Tommy Tong in Golden Child was um, Rain, one of the three storms in Big Trouble Little China. Yeah. So he's in that, too. Anyway. Sorry. And it's a Tywin Lannister plays uh, the bad yeah, guy. Yeah, it's true. Charles, and, a, yeah. Charles Dance. And he was in Last Action Hero, which I know Dustin loves. I love that movie. Yeah. yeah. So if yeah. ACDC was on that soundtrack, it might be one of my picks for this. <laughs> All right, Dustin, what is your next pick? Speaking of. All right. So I'm switching from scores to a mixed soundtrack. This one had a big impact on me as a kid. I was probably like 11, 10 or 11. I uh, thought the, I it was the, also the first one of this series that I ever saw. Uh, I saw 
it's uh, the Bride of Chucky soundtrack. You know, Chucky, I still have the ring. Oh, that, the one I got from Vivian Van Pelt. Vivian who? Vivian Van Pelt. I dumped her in the river. Remember, that ring is worth five or six grand easy. You mean you weren't going to ask me to marry you? What are you, fucking nuts? <laughs> oh, dude. that uh, That's a good one. Yeah, the movie itself... I like you know for my I, I was probably 11 when I watched it you know not supposed to see it my grandma uh bought it for me on VHS and I thought it was gruesome as hell I didn't understand a lot in it uh at the time but the the score or excuse me the soundtrack stood out to me big time that's like my first exposure to white zombie it has thunder kiss 65 in it and uh I'm just going to hit I'll go through the whole soundtrack but like uh the ones that stood out to me the most was that. Then I was a when I was like thirteen, I fell in love with Coal Chamber. I thought that was like the best band. Oh go, oh go! But they have a B side song on here that it was like the only way you could listen to it was on this uh, soundtrack until like over a decade later they released a B sides and rarities album. It's a song called Blisters, and then uh, also Love You to Death by Typo Negatives on here. Uh, who doesn't love that song yeah um those are the one big ones that stuck out to me but then you know you had uh let's see monster magnet judas priest slayer stabbing westward power man 5000 static x motorhead bruce dickinson and then some other ones i really don't i'm not familiar with like kidney thieves and uh kidney sc thieves screaming cheetah willies <laughs> oh i know that band <laughs> <laughs> but like even it, like the big one that stuck out to me was Thunderkiss 65 and then mm -hmm. Blisters, of course. But, uh, yeah, I loved it. I could never find it. Like, it was always uh, sold out online whenever I was a kid. I would Every time we would come to Winston as a kid, I'd go to Best Buy or FYE, and I guess it might have been Camelot music Yeah, it was back Camelot then. back then. I, I would always look for it, and they even had a little placard up for Bride of Chucky and the soundtrack section, and it was always gone. I never owned it. I still, part of me wants to buy it just to finally <laughs> fucking have it. I'm sure I could get it for like two bucks, but Let's, there's a cassette of it too. That's how, that's awesome. It's just like uh, Ginger Snaps. I never had that, but I mean, I had it downloaded, but, and like kind of made my own CDR of it and printed out the little thing, but uh, never actually had a copy. You had to import that shit. Dude, you could buy, <laughs> you could buy a copy of it on Discogs right now for a dollar plus six dollars shipping. And it'll be it could happen it. today, dude. It <laughs> could happen. It could happen to you today, dude. That thing is probably at a dollar store somewhere in U the U.S. That was I always search for it everywhere. That's it's awesome. Dustin's white whale. So just if anybody's send him a, co a, a copy of this. Yeah, I always kind of avoided this movie. Period. Like in the soundtrack. Because uh, I was over Cold Chamber at this time, and at this time, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, they, 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 I couldn't anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it felt embarrassing. If it feels embarrassing that I listen to that. To hey, man, day. we've we've all been there, dude. It's it's super fun. And then plus, I thought Bride of Chucky was like that was jumping the shark, man. Like having her as a Chucky doll. Too. Well, that was the next level. That was the next. Uh, that was the the next thing. It's like. This is what the whole franchise is based upon now. Yeah, this yeah, is nah, yeah. this is uh 
Child's Play's um, Dream Warriors moment, you know, like how like Dream yeah. Warriors made Freddy this, this, you know, quippy, funny, crazy dude. And the first two, he was just a straight child murderer. So it's like when this came, Child uh, Bright of Chucky came out, they were like, you know what? We're going to get fucking silly. Yeah, you know, that is the silliest thing ever. Like, uh, I can't remember all the lines in it. Fucking, uh, what's his name? John Ritter. He's in it. Gets killed by Chucky. It's and, so sad. And there's a sex scene between the two dolls. And show plastic boobs. It shows the, sh- the shadow silhouette of them having sex. And uh, Tiffany, uh, Jennifer Tilly, is talking to Chucky. She's like, wait, wait. Do, do you have a rubber? And he's like, Tiff, what are you talking about? I'm made of rubber. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this movie has fucking Catherine Heigl and Alexis Arquette in it. It's a lot. I remember I won tickets to see this movie. Uh, I don't remember like when it came out. It was playing at the Marketplace Cinema back when like the Marketplace Cinema was an actual like a, a dope theater that people went to. Um, I went like after school. I don't know how I won tickets, but I was like, yeah, I won tickets. Goes to Brian Chucky. I'm a bad motherfucker. And I went there and I was the only fucking person in there. Hell yeah. Damn right. You awesome. were. I was like, fuck yeah, man. Middle of the road, dude. Yeah, it was a good soundtrack. All right, I this next one for me. I don't know if it's a horror movie. Um, I wouldn't necessarily consider it that. I have two more. Well, uh, the suspense is killing me. What is it? Oh man, it's it's another another uh, obvious one for me. It's uh the Crow soundtrack. Fire it up! Fire it up! Fire it up! Fire it up! Hell yeah. Oh man, I debated uh picking that, but I didn't know I didn't know what it fell into. Yeah, it kind of falls in between. It's dark, it's but it's actiony, it's I don't know. It's not I don't know. It's one of the best soundtracks to any movie ever. And <laughs> if you don't think so, I will fucking come to your house and fight you. I'm serious. Well, this soundtrack is one of the definitive soundtracks of the entire 1990s. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. I will agree with that. It's the huge soundtrack for the 90s, especially for like rock and metal. I mean, it's got fucking Deftones on it. Nope. Deftones? Oh, they're on the City of Angels, Angels soundtrack. Damn. Fuck. Once again, Crow- welcome to Crow Talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this one has The Cure... Machines of Love and Grace, Stone Temple Pilots' biggest song they've ever had, Big Empty. Yeah. Nine Inch Nails doing the Joy Division cover, Rage Against the Machine uh, doing Darkness of Greed, God, Violent Femmes, Rollins Band. Really weird Rollins Band, the, the, the Ghost Rider or whatever. Yeah, they're doing a Suicide cover. Yeah. They're, you got Helmet, you got Pantera doing a Poison Idea cover, then you got... This is where it slides down for me. Some of these are not as good. I don't like. I'm not a big fan of for love or not Le- for love, not Lisa. I like uh, my life with a thrill kill cold. All right, mm-hmm. Jesus After and Mary Jane, Madison. Never really listened to him. And then Jane Seberry. Can't uh, rain all the time. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't. Yeah, I I didn't need that song. I'm really glad it's at the very very end. Like you throw that on at a party, and like as soon as you heard like the la- the song, I think it was I think it was the medicine song was the the one before yeah. the last song. You'd hear that go off, and then you'd run to the stereo and you'd yeah. fucking turn it. You'd be like, uh, uh-uh. because it goes God ran all the dog. I wish they would have. Um, 
Brandon Lee would have recorded that. His or put, they would put a his version on here. Yeah, because that was his Eric Draven song in the movie. Hangman's so. joke, dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> Eggman's joke, baby. Where's that album at? I know. Where the fuck is that at? That has to be an album. Come on. That's a tattoo you should get. Is that that logo? You know, I've thought about that a lot. The guy he's holding the rope over his, his head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Epic, epic soundtrack. I'll take a, a negative point on this one if it's not horror, but that's it's not a negative point. I think like anything that falls in the realm of like horror or sci-fi or anything like that, especially the like something that. I mean, someone like does movie. die and come back to life. It sounds pretty horrific. Yeah, too. and it's based and on a comic a book. He's it's basically true. a zombie, right? He comes out of yeah. the grave. Yeah, and um, you know, there's other other soundtracks like this that I would do too. I would do the Crow sound, uh, City of Angels soundtrack, like Dustin mentioned. It's not bad. Or even somebody might kill me for this, but Escape from L.A. That shit is a good. Soundtrack. I used to have that. I used to have that. It is good. It's got gravity kills on it. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, uh, it's got clutch escape from the prison planet. Yep. Um, fuck. I can't remember what else, but yeah, I used to have that on tape when it came out. I had it on CD. It is. It, it's it it's pretty too. decent, dude. Once again, that nineties time period of, uh, Oh, I had, it had good, um, sugar Ray on it. When they were actually kind of oh heavy. when but when they what was it lemonade and brownies album yeah back when they were kind of like a this is a pretty good band and then they were like you know what fuck it throw it all in the garbage oh my god I'm I'm doing two and one but it had Tool on it White Zombie Butthole Surfers God yeah that's a good one we should do uh, some more of these anyway, yeah yeah so that's that my a lot of that oh yeah uh, I just have to say this Orange Nine Millimeter I love that band oh yeah fucking um. Funny, I still have the original CD of that soundtrack upstairs, like the actual disc that I bought when I was in fucking high school. I still have it upstairs. That's, that's right. It's scratched up as fuck, but yeah, I still have it. I uh, I bought The Crow recently on vinyl on a re-release, and it's a, it's a two-disc uh, vinyl set, and on the back of the second disc... Because it doesn't play all the way through. Yeah. They they etched uh, the crow uh, symbol on the vinyl. That is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. So it's really rad. Damn. Go get it. Go listen to it if you hadn't. Yeah, go get it. Go listen to it. Watch the movie. It, it, get a tattoo. It, it influenced all of us boomer millennials, whatever you want to call us. Shit. <laughs> that ain't me. I'm X, baby. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Andy, what's your next one? Okay, so uh, I'm going to pick this one, and this goes in the same vein as what you were talking about. You don't know whether it falls between horror movie or sci-fi or anything like that, but this soundtrack has been with me for pretty much my whole life. Um, and I'm talking about the Phantom of the Paradise soundtrack. This one escapes me. It's Does awesome. it? It, it is. It's a musical. It, yeah, it's it's like a horror sci-fi musical. Like once again, I, you can't really define this movie. Um, I have this album on vinyl, the original vinyl my dad bought in the seventies that he gave to me forever ago, and it's rad. And I used to sleep with it. Like I I listen to it constantly, and it's full of full-on just amazing songs and if you've seen the movie it's 
fucking amazing. And it's got Jessica Harper from Suspiria. And she's on there. And I can't remember if it is her singing or not. Um, most of the music is, you know, written by Paul Williams, who, you know, he was the main character Swan in the movie, who's one of the greatest oh. American songwriters. Holy shit. He's that kid from fucking Brady Bunch, isn't he? Is he? I swear he was on the Brady Bunch. No, right? no, no. He wasn't on the Brady Bunch. He was older back then. I love that movie and the uh, the score, soundtrack, whatever. Like, there's a, a line in one of the songs that stays uh, stuck in my head. I, think it's, I can't what remember song the character's is it? name. It's like the Frankenstein guy. Beef. Beef, yeah. I'm the evil that you created. Getting <laughs> horny and damned frustrated. Bore stiff and I want me a woman now. <laughs> And if you hear that, you're like, that's awful. But the scene in the movie is fucking real good. <laughs> and like, even like that whole scene uh, of them being on stage of the stage show that they're doing, I would want to see that happen in real life because the stage show and how everything works is amazing. Like if, and I saw that at an actual show, it's really rad. Like they're, you know, his band comes out and they're dressed up and they have like knives on their instruments and they're trying to make like a Frankenstein's monster situation. And so they're stabbing people out in the crowd that are obviously dummies and taking arms and legs and torsos and heads. And then they go and they throw it back to these women who are like sewing up this creature that's in the background and they lift him up and like the lightning hits him and he comes out and it's Garrett Graham and he's like as beef and he comes out and he starts playing You're like that's fucking rad like for that time period that is a really cool thing to see like if i saw that now i'd be like this is a dope show also it's a brian de palma movie which i, I yeah. love brian de palma he is he's so great yeah he is a master for sure if you and to side thing he has a documentary about his his movies it's just called de palma check it out i highly recommend it you'd find out there was like a ton of movies he did. I had no clue that he did. It caused me to check out pretty much everything that he's made. And, uh, you know, he's become one of my favorites. Yeah, he's really good. Like, you can see, like, if you're watching this movie and you see, like, how it's shot, like, and then you watch his other movies, you know, the Carrie, stuff like that, you'd be like, holy crap, like, you know, split screens and, like, all that shit. Um, but, yeah, this is a movie that's, it's, it's, one of my favorite movies. It's a crazy personal movie for me just because it was like one of me and my dad's like favorite movies to watch together. And the soundtrack, super good. The artwork is amazing. Um, it's the movie's super weird, but it's amazing. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a really good soundtrack. It's got some, it kind of jumps around on what the, the music is uh, just because it is such a weird musical movie. It goes from like kind of like 50s greaser type songs to like full on rock to like, you know, Jessica Harper singing. And then it goes into like just straight rock and roll stuff like that. But yeah, it's really good. It all tells a story too. So it's a lot of fun. Kind of like how Rocky Horror kind of does that same kind of thing. This had to be on How Did This Get Made, right? No, it's it's an actual good movie. Yeah, it's... I it's, mean, some of yeah. those movies are not terrible, but... All right, cool. Now check it out. All right, so uh, where are we at on time? Oh, by by the way, he was in the Brady Bunch for an episode. Was he? Yeah. Weird. I've already, while we've been doing this, thought of like two more I'd like to do, and I'm trying to decide between them. But for right now, I'm going to stick with the score. It might be my favorite score ever to any movie is 
the Cannibal Holocaust soundtrack. Otalani and God it is just a perfect like encapsulation of like the genre and it like the the time period especially it's very very like 70s it's got even like disco-y funk sounding parts in some of the songs lots and, of waka Waka. oh yeah there's like that kind of stuff <laughs> but it's mainly it's got like haunting like uh acoustic guitar parts and stuff too and like these like kind of hummed along melodies like no real words it's just like a da 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 type stuff it's it's beautiful it's like uh not your typical score to a horror movie that's for sure. And, you know, Cannibal Holocaust is one of the most, you know, controversial films ever made. And, you know, what it went through after the, after the movie was released, you know, is legendary, too. It's It's got, like, a legendary status, but I don't feel like enough people talk about that score. It is... I, I could listen to it every day and, and not get tired of it. Highly yeah. recommend it. It's, people don't really talk about the score. They talk about more about, like, the... The, the controversy behind it and also the, the animal killings. Right. And like they've re-released this so many different ways. You can find affordable versions of it for sure. If not, it's on Spotify. It's on YouTube. Just grab it. Yes. It, it's, it's seriously like a beautiful soundtrack. There's nothing like, uh, it's, it's super catchy. It's going to be stuck with you for sure. I like it. It's a very good soundtrack. Very good movie. Don't watch it with someone that's never seen it before for the first time and they like animals because they will get very upset. So, you know, just buyer beware. I mean, do you guys like that soundtrack? I do. I love it. I think it's really good. Um, I think that the soundtrack plays along with the movie a lot, even though the movie is as, uh, you know, you know, aggressive and controversial as it is like all, all things aside that movie. I mean, I think it's an important film, and I think that the soundtrack adds to that too. I mean, granted, it's got some shit in it, and granted, the making of it wasn't you know so great, which you know is a thing. But I think it's a highly influential film that people should watch, even the bad parts of it, just to it. I think that if you don't like, it all kind of like plays together in this huge big situation. But yeah, the soundtrack's really good. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. Well, anybody have anything to say before we go? I mean, I kind of want to get it out of the way just because I know I'll forget and I won't go into it deeply. It's just an honorable mention soundtrack that goes along with the the Bride of Chucky soundtrack for me. That was a big deal uh, when I was a teenager was the Freddy vs. Jason soundtrack. It's oh, nothing yeah. but new metal, pretty much, and uh, metalcore. We got Il Nino, Kill Switch Engage, Spine Shank, Mushroom Head, Hate Breeze, Slipknot, Chimera, From Autumn to Ashes, Seven Dust, Power Man 5000, Murder Dolls, Seether, Stone Sour, Devil Driver, Mike Patton with Sepultura, uh, The Blank Theory, Nothing Face, and Flames, 
typo negative, and then it has my favorite Lamb of God song, Eleventh Hour. That is a good song. I'll ta- I'll go even further with that. I'll do an honorable mention myself, and I'll say the Demon Knight soundtrack. That soundtrack is dope. It's got fucking Pantera, Ministry, Machine Head, the Melvins, Rollins Band, Biohazard, Sepultura, and of course, the band of the '90s, Filter. <laughs> oh yeah, and also Grave Diggers. Oh, and, uh, yeah. and don't forget Grave Diggers. And don't forget also featuring Grave Diggers with one eight hundred suicide. Yeah, that was a good soundtrack. Yeah. Faux show. Faux show. That was one of the uh, first CDs I ever got from um, Columbia House or BMG Music when that was a thing. Yeah, that that that, that uh, you pay for for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> gonna say that all Columbia House loans have been uh, forgiven. <laughs> Yeah, like, you know what? Fuck it. That was a good scam we had. 16 CDs for a penny? Get the fuck out of here. We own your DNA now. Yeah, we definitely have to do this one again. There's so many other ones that I'd like to... All right, thanks, everybody, for checking us out again. Remember to follow us on Twitter, Instagram. You better follow us or we'll fucking follow you. Home. Yeah, and if you have any suggestions for ideas for future podcast episodes, you know, uh, please hit us up on any of our social media platforms we got twitter we got instagram we got anything else i don't know yeah just let us know we're in there we're in the social verse we're in slide into our dms let us slide on slide on in there let us know all right until next time thank you we love you we love you bye guys i love you